We now find ourselves in the 15th night of Ramadan. We ask Allah to accept all of our efforts and to overlook any of our shortcomings. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sameen alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawabur rahim. When we look at tonight's juz and we heard some of the ayat now, it's incredible when you look at how Allah Azza wa Jal dis- describes one of the ulul azm in this ayah, one of the one of the greatest messengers in this ayah. This is towards the beginning of Surah Al-Isra, of Surah 17. Allah says, "Zuriyat man hamalna ma'anuh innahu kana abdan shakura." Subhanallah. This is absolutely amazing. Why? Because elsewhere in the Quran, <coughs> in Surah Al-Ankabut. Allah mentions the duration of his da'wah, how many centuries his da'wah had lasted for, 950 years. And Allah describes him as somebody grateful. So if I'm having a fruitful Ramadan, one of the aspects of that should be gratitude. Sometimes some people increase in gratitude in Ramadan, and other times... Some people, this is within the Muslim community, other times some people increase only in complaints in Ramadan. One is what's supposed to be happening and the other is the exact opposite of what should be happening. Allah says at the end of the famous ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah, the only ayah in the Qur'an in which Allah mentions Ramadan by name, at the beginning of this ayah Allah says, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. And Allah mentioned some of the reasons why this Qur'an was sent down and why this month of Ramadan was given to us. At the end of this ayah, Allah mentions the completion of the number of days of Ramadan. And to, to glorify Allah for that which He guided you to. And so that you may be grateful. What's interesting, <coughs> excuse me, immediately after this ayah, you have what seems to be a complete shift in topic. The three ayahs before this one, Allah mentions the topic of fasting, before that fasting, before that fasting. So you have three consecutive verses talking about fasting. And then it, com- it looks like it completely shifts gears and then what ayah do you find after that? وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ And when my servants ask about me, I'm near. تَدَبُّر Right? This deep reflection of the Qur'an. If you notice something, <coughs> there's, when, there, when there's something present in the Qur'an, it's with wisdom. And when there's something absent, it's also with wisdom. What does Allah say in this ayah? وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ In many other verses in the Qur'an, you find this word قُلْ يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ قُلْ يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْمَحِيدِ قُلْ يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَنْفَالِ There are so many examples in the Qur'an in which Allah mentions that there's this formula يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَهِلَّةِ قُلْ they ask you, the Sahaba, they ask you regarding this, say this. 
But when you look at this ayah, Allah says, and when my servants ask about me, I'm near. There's no qul. There's no qul. There's no space. There's no barrier. When my servants ask about me, the ayah does not say, say I'm near. It gets straight to it. What's a secret contained within this? First, you have gratitude, like Prophet Nuh, إِنَّهُ كَانَ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا Gratitude is mentioned first, and then dua is mentioned second. And by the way, after this ayah, it goes back to the topic of Ramadan. So clearly Ramadan should be a time when we make abundant dua, when we make a lot of dua for us and for others. First gratitude and then dua. Look at Surah Al-Fatiha. First you have gratitude, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, and then what you have a few ayahs later, you have dua, ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. If we want our duas to be accepted, gratitude is one of the keys to unlocking that secret. And the reality is it's not really a secret because Allah and His Messenger have taught us these things plain and clear. Allah says, call upon me, I'll respond to you. And the Prophet taught us different etiquettes of dua. And one of the etiquettes of making dua at the beginning of your dua is to say, Alhamdulillah. To send salah on the Prophet. And then at the end, you also have these different etiquettes, which is so beautiful in our deen. How did Allah describe Prophet Nuh, who did da'wah for 950 years, as a grateful servant? This is the first point that I want to mention. The second point, at the end of Surah Al-Isra, tying it in with dua again, so you have gratitude and then dua. At the beginning of Surah Al-Isra, you have gratitude in this specific ayah. And at the end of the surah, what do you have? Call upon Allah or call upon Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. So we should be increasing in our duas these days. And someone may think to themselves, I'm so bad, I'm such a horrible person, I make, you know, I commit so many sins and so many mistakes, how can Allah answer my dua? Step one, we can make istighfar, we can clean the garment before we perfume it, before we, before we beautify it. We can make istighfar. What did Prophet Sulaiman do? He asked Allah for forgiveness, then he asked Allah for something spectacular. And Allah gave it to him and more. So that teaches us a formula. Step one, we can clean the garment and then we can put the bakhur, the oud, the, the incense, you know, the, the smell good, right, the cologne. But you don't do that if what you're wearing is, is filthy. First you wash it and then you wear it and then you make it smell nice. Gratitude and dua, there's a direct connection between them. And then the third and final point that I want to mention, it ties in with any contribution that anyone gave tonight and any contribution that anybody wanted to give tonight. Look at Surah Al-Kahf. The first story is regarding righteous youth. Righteous youth. And they sought refuge where? Was it in the middle? Was it out in the open? No. They went to a cave. So figuratively... Our masajid need to be like caves, so to speak, for the youth, where they have a safe place to go, a safe space to go. They have to have that, and we have to do what we can to provide that for them. If we do so, there's a lot of good, and if we don't do that, even if we have the means, then we have to answer to Allah. So there's the carrot and the stick, but the carrot is bigger than the stick. What is the first story of the four main stories in Surah Al-Kahf? Righteous youth. 
small in number, but very high in quality. Maximum, they were seven and their dog was, was eight. Why is this so significant? And I'll conclude with this because a lot of the time, a lot of youth have, a, have understandably a very difficult time doing something good if there's not already a huge number of people doing it. It's extra hard when you're part of a small number or even more difficult than that if you're alone trying to do something good. But the surah reminds us, especially if you're a young person, trying to connect with Allah Azza wa Jal, do what you can, walk towards Allah, and Allah will run towards you in ways that you could have never imagined. They just wanted to hang on to la ilaha illallah. There's no complicated fiqh in their story. They're just trying to survive as Muslims. And look at the miracles that Allah gave them and gave them and gave them because they simply did their part and then they took this three century long nap. And on top of that, when they woke up, they looked the same as when they had gone to sleep because when they wake up, they're talking about, hey man, I'm, I'm hungry, let's go get some food, but make sure it's really good. Nothing is mentioned, oh my God, your beard is like 300 feet long and it's gray and white and when we went to sleep, you look like a teenager. Who are all these scary people around me? They looked exactly the same. And Allah guided them in their sleep for three centuries. And they were not even aware of it. We walk towards Allah and Allah runs towards us, especially, especially, especially when it comes to youth trying to do so. We ask Allah to protect our youth always. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. We ask Allah to preserve the deen in coming generations and to help us to do our part to do so. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Azzati Amma Yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-Mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.